Now we pray, Holy Spirit, would you come and breathe life into your word to us this morning. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you've been paying attention during announcements, uh, you would remember that AGM reports were due on or before January 23rd, and preferably not after that. So with this in mind, I got started on my contribution, the Rector's Report, shortly after Christmas, and, and I got finished last night. And finished is a loose word. <laughs> anyway, this year my goal was to keep the report short and sweet, you know, rather than another theological thesis. I thought I'd just share some of the encouraging ways we've seen God at work over the last year. Well, the list of encouraging ways we've seen God at work over the last year may be sweet, but it certainly isn't short. It's incredible. It goes on and on and on. For the sermon this week, I was planning on continuing through our journey through the creed and our look at the work of the Holy Spirit in the church as we come to the fun little discussion about the filioque statement. We'll have to wait till next week for that, though. Um, as the end of this week approached, I felt more and more that the Holy Spirit was leading me to change direction, uh, to pause the charge through the creed and take the opportunity with which this time of year is presenting us to, again, pause and reflect on the work of the Holy Spirit in not just the church, but our church, Open Gate Church. And what was most affirming about this decision um, is that the songs I'd selected early in the week, uh, with the other discussion in mind, were far better suited to the discussion on which we've landed today. So that while the title of our sermon in the bulletin, uh, as we have it, is The Holy Spirit and the Church, it could perhaps more suitably be The Holy Spirit and Our Church, or The Holy Spirit and Open Gate Church. Now, again, as I've shared, the Holy Spirit prompted me to change direction this week, and this is ironic, because we're now going to be talking about the direction of the church, and the main point about that is that our direction as a church is not going to be changing. Today I want to talk about continuation, so that another possible title of our talk today could be Being Intentional About Continuing to Continue. See, sometimes I confuse myself. As some of you may remember, when I first arrived at Open Gate Church, uh, you know, back in the day, in August 2021, I shared right away how I saw my role as the new rector was not to tear anything down and just start something completely new, my way or the highway, but rather to continue to build on the firm foundation that has already been established in our church since it was planted. During that first fall together, we spent Eight Sundays, reflecting on how if we were to summarize our parish profile, which was very carefully put together, we can see that we are built on the firm foundation of seven pillars. The Word, the Gospel, the Spirit, Worship, Community, Discipleship, Mission. 
Many of you will recall that in May 2022, we got together for a vision party to brainstorm and share our hopes and dreams about ways we can go about doing this, ways we can go about continuing to build on these seven pillars. And we then spent the next three Sundays trying, tying this collaborative discussion all together and observing how all of these seven pillars are actually, you know, of course, interconnected in many ways. And since then, we've been doing what we talk about, talked about implementing as much of our shared vision as has been possible so far. However, it has now been a while since we've revisited this discussion, since we've reviewed our vision and direction. We also have a number of newcomers in our community who haven't had the chance to hear about or be a part of the discussion about these foundational aspects of who we are and what we're here to do as Open Gate Church. So as I began putting together the Rector's Report this year, trying to list some of the exciting and encouraging things that I've witnessed and been a part of from a rector's perspective, I couldn't help but reflect on and be so thankful for and be encouraged by how we've kept in step with our shared vision. And because of this, the annual report then began to take shape as more of an update or reminder or summary of where we've come in our shared understanding of how we're built in on this firm foundation. And so I thought I'd take the opportunity here to share it with you today because I know you're not all going to read it because it's pretty long. <laughs> and you're all sitting here anyway, so. <laughs> and I have the microphone. <laughs> so Anyway, I hope it'll be, uh, you know, I hope it'll be fruitful. But this time, uh, what once took eight Sundays and then three, we're now going to do in one. So you see there is progress there and already something to celebrate. Today we do continue to look at how we continue to be built on the word, the gospel, spirit, worship, community, discipleship, and mission. We remain built on the firm foundation of the word, the revelation of who God is and what he has done And this year, we spent quite a bit of time reflecting on how God has revealed himself through his word incarnate. The word made flesh, God made man, God the Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Of course, this has been revealed to us through God's word written, the Bible. Here at Open Gate Church, we unapologetically believe that God speaks through the scriptures, his living word that were and are inspired by the Holy Spirit. We therefore continue to affirm the power and sanctity of God's word written, as we believe that the scriptures draw us to God and that we are formed by them. For this reason, we long to provide preaching and teaching that is biblically faithful, gospel-centered, formative, accessible no matter where you are in your work, walk with Christ, and creatively engages with our community. Over the past few years, we've preached a combination of what we call expository sermons, either focusing on a book or a section of a book in the Bible or following along in our lectionary, but we've also reserved time to go through some topical series as led. 
at the moment. I do the majority of the preaching, but we've also been blessed to have guest preachers at various times, which we hope to be able to continue to do more often moving forward, as not only is it a blessing to hear from other voices, it also gives me a bit of extra time sometimes during those weeks to focus on other ministry opportunities as we seek other ways beyond our preaching to share the gospel. We're also built on the gospel. Our catechism explains that the gospel is the good news of God loving and saving his lost people through his son, Jesus Christ. We long to share this good news through all aspects of our Sunday worship, music, prayers, preaching, communion, fellowship, as well as our lives and actions together as the church in our community. And we long to equip every member of our community to enable them to do this, to share the gospel in their own special way. And so we're also built on discipleship. Discipleship is a journey with God and each other towards a deeper understanding of our faith and our place in it. We often reflect on our shared mission, Jesus' great commission to go and make disciples of all nations. Jesus says that we do this by baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And this year it was such an incredible blessing for all of us who were able to be there to witness two beautiful baptisms as we officially welcomed Ella Alton on Pentecost Sunday and Charlotte Swanton in July into Christ's church. And I only wish you could all have been there with me to witness the incredible glow on their faces as they emerged from the water into their new life in Christ. Jesus also says making disciples also includes teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. In an age where what we believe is becoming increasingly diluted by opinions and social pressures, our Anglican network led by Bishop Dan is putting an increased emphasis on the role of catechism, described as the church's God-assigned task of grounding believers in Christ and in the foundations of the Christian faith. So you see, that's already in keeping with with what we're talking about. And so here at Open Gate Church, we strongly believe that, you know, our children are as much a part of our church community as adults and that their discipleship is equally important. So for this reason, our kids' zone, along with many other churches in our Anglican Network family, follows God's big story, which walks our children through the whole story of the gospel as revealed throughout the whole Bible. And they do this each year, and we recently got a chance to see what this looks like when Esther helped me present the Christmas lesson at our Christmas Eve service. This is what our kids are doing every week, and we, we did a bit of that this morning. Most of the figures are painted. As you can see, apparently it's a bit controversial when they're not. I don't <laughs> Every time. But I certainly do marvel each week uh, during our kids' talk at the depths of our children's knowledge of Jesus. I've, I've been working on making the questions harder because, you know, they, they get it all, which is great. And so I do want to take this opportunity to recognize and thank all of our 
Kids Zone volunteer teachers led by our Kids Zone coordinator, Leah Alton, for continuing to do such an incredible job in mentoring and discipling our kids. Of course, discipleship and even catechism is not just for kids. And this year, we, alongside our friends at the table, have taken the opportunity to explore a lot of our catechism to be a Christian. And we've done so through a number of different preaching series, as we've now journeyed together through the Ten Commandments, the Lord's Prayer, the Beatitudes, and now the Creed. Most of these are part of the catechism, which is why I quote it so frequently. But more importantly, they are all a part of what it means to be a Christian, a follower, a disciple of Jesus. So I do hope that these explorations and reminders of our shared faith have been as enriching for you as they have been for me. We long for discipleship that meets us all where we are and guides us towards an inward-growing faith that we would internalize the truths of Scripture and grow in our knowledge of the living God through study, prayer, community, sacraments, and personal devotion, as well as equipping every member of Christ's body for ministry and service by finding their own spiritual gifts and exploring meaningful ways of putting them to work in God's kingdom. Of course, as we've also often discussed, knowing about God is not the same thing as knowing God. Our journey through the creed has recently brought us to reflecting on the work of the Holy Spirit, both in our lives and in our lives together as the church. We are built on the Spirit. Jesus said, sent God the Holy Spirit to dwell in those who receive him. It's only through the activity and presence of God that we are able to experience genuine worship, transformation, and life in his kingdom. And so we long for the guidance and power of the Holy Spirit in all aspects of our lives and lives together. This means we should seek first God's will and guidance in all these things. And so we should take this opportunity to recognize our leadership, our parish and executive councils, worship teams, other leadership teams for their faithfulness and always keeping this in mind and always praying before everything we do that the Holy Spirit would be with us and would guide us in all that we do. Our hope also remains that we will have opportunity to further discern and explore every member's own spiritual giftings, along with ways that we can make use of these gifts that God has given each one of us for his glory and his kingdom. Because when we gather together as the church each Sunday, our goal first and foremost is to glorify and worship God. We are also built on worship. Psalm 29.2 exhorts the people of God to ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Hebrews 13.15 exhorts us to continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. And in John 4.23, Jesus explains that true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit 
and in truth. These are the goals of our worship, and our worship includes our music, our prayer, preaching, communion, and even our fellowship together. We long to glorify God through beautiful, spirit-led worship that is inviting and accessible to people from different backgrounds as it reflects the God we love, who we are, and where we live, along with the substantial richness of Christ's church's shared history. I hope that it is obvious how much time and energy goes into preparing this offering of praise each week, and so we need to take this opportunity to recognize and thank all those involved, including our setup crew, our altar guild, readers, prayer team, tech team, music team, which are usually the same, and hospitality team. We remain so thankful for their faithful, cheerful, loyal service to our church family. And the word family is often used to describe our church. And this is a very suitable description. We are a tight-knit community with many members who have known each other a very long time. Some have known each other their whole lives. And yet what stands out most about this is that there's never a feeling that we are an exclusive club. We're always truly excited whenever we see visitors come in the door, and they are welcomed with open arms into our community. We're built on this community. We've reflected before on how each one of us are created in the image of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and are therefore created to live in community with and love others. And Christ has revealed to us what this love looks like and that there is a cost to this love. He shows us, therefore, that our fellowship, just like our worship, is an act of sacrifice. So we long to sacrificially share life together and grow, building and strengthening relationships through this sacrificial fellowship within our church family, and beyond. But while we are thankful that the sense of community in our church runs deep, I think many would agree that, just like many other areas in our lives, there was something lost during the COVID years, and that there is a shared longing to get it back, to continue to get it back. In 2021, after a season of live stream-only services, there was a deep longing to gather in person again as a community for worship. And there was rejoicing when we were once again able. During the season that followed, a lot of our focus was on our Sunday gatherings because that's what we were able to do. We now still offer live streams to those who can only join us that way, but we've also come to recognize that our live stream services also often serve as our front door for many who choose to visit us online before they come to visit us in person. But as time has gone on now, we've also been able to once again break bread together over our potluck lunches and barbecues and a few other social gatherings. However, I was just reflecting with some of our members this week that our community isn't quite back 
to where it was before the pandemic. If continuing to continue is going to be our focus then year, this year, then our other point of focus needs to go hand in hand with this, needs to be being intentional about it. We want to continue to grow together as a community. And I'm not just talking when I say grow about numbers here. I'm talking about relationships and our walk with God on which we are journeying together. While much of this can happen organically, some of it needs to be intentional. We can't just let it all happen. We are going to need to make some of it happen. And so I look forward to sharing more about this at the AGM. Uh, but a, just a quick spoiler, our, our pastoral key team, uh, we're working on being more intentional about our pastoral care uh, ministry, for which I am so thankful to David Fuller for his continued leadership. Uh, we want to be more intentional about our home groups or community groups, as well as more intentional about having more opportunities for social gatherings. Uh, that is a big part of how we grow together as we seek to share life together. And we grow, building and strengthening relationships through this sacrificial fellowship within our church family and beyond. As we long for each member of our community to use their gifts to embrace the community in which we live, our neighbors living in the urban settlements nestled between rustic farms on the wild west coast of the west shore, embracing them, loving our neighbors, and sharing the good news of Christ's love with them. Because we are also built on mission. And each one of us has been sent on mission by our Lord and Savior himself, sent to go and make disciples of all nations. And it's always so encouraging to me as pastor to have had so many of you come up to me and express in one way or another the understanding that apart from this authentic out reaching love and active service, we do not reveal or even truly experience the love of Christ ourselves. So, of course, we are not all able to physically go into every mission field in every nation, but we are thankful to be able to send support to so many missions globally as well as locally in the form of prayers and funds. And we're so thankful for God's faithfulness in providing these funds. And we're thankful for the work of our mission committee in discerning where to direct these funds. And to our wonderful accounting team, Liz and Sherry, who put so much work into looking after these funds as well as our tithes and offerings for us and making sure they get where they need to go. Of course, beyond just sending support, we also want to continue to reach out and love and serve our neighbors, our community, beyond our church family. And our food market continues to be such an important way that we are able to bless our neighbors, especially those in need in the West Shore communities. So we need to thank our faithful volunteers for giving of their time and energy every Friday for this tremendous mission. And of course, as I've said, all these areas truly are interconnected and one area where they seem to intersect a lot is in our office. So we also have to thank Diane, our office administrator, for being so diligent and efficient and capable in heading up 
our weekly communications and bringing these things all together, as well as for ca constantly catching things I overlook, how many conversations we have where she says, oh, have, shouldn't we do this? And I'm like, yeah, 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 for sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we are truly thankful for all of you. And I'm sorry if I wasn't able to mention you all by name, but please know that you are all so loved and valued in our church family. I hope that this has been a helpful look or reminder of who we are and how we are continuing to build on the firm foundation of these seven pillars. If it was old hat for you, if you feel like you've heard it all before, you know it all already, you were feeling a little bit bored, I'm glad. I'm glad that it's already sunk in, it's already part of your fiber, and I'm glad that we're on the same page. If that was all new to you, maybe as though you were hearing it for the first time, maybe you are hearing it for the first time, then I'm glad too. Because now you know what we're all about here at Open Gate Church, and I hope that we are on the same page. The beauty of taking this bit of time annually to reflect is that it does give us an opportunity to put into perspective where we have come in light of where we hope to go and to give thanks and praise to God for the wonderful ways he's blessed us. Ways that I've certainly felt encouraged about this year. So I hope that reflecting on them with me will leave you feeling encouraged as well. I hope you feel excited about being more intentional about continuing to continue to build together. Building a community to reach a community. So now let's pray this prayer from our prayer book for our church. Oh God, the Holy Spirit, sanctifier of the faithful, would you sanctify this church, Open Gate Church, by your abiding presence? Bless those who minister in holy things. Enlighten the minds of your people more and more with the light of the everlasting gospel. Bring erring souls to the knowledge of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And those who are walking in the way of life, keep steadfast to the end. Give patience to the sick and afflicted, and renew them in body and soul. Guard those who are strong and prosperous from forgetting you. Increase in us your many gifts of grace, and make us all fruitful in good works. This we ask, O blessed Spirit, whom with the Father and the Son we worship and glorify, one God, God, world without end. Amen.